0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 363, Godzilla versus Kong.
1: Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said...
2: Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien?
1: The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Homer. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Around
0: sci fi and forgot the very first thing that God did so is was that He created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. This is a podcast about pop culture and Christianity, and that's really what we're here to talk about is some pop culture stuff with some some of my Christian buddies. Might even pull a weak connection or two out of this movie, Maybe but this movie is Godzilla versus Kong and my buddies. Over here on my left, representing Kong, Steve, <laughs> Steve McDonald. How you doing, Steve? I'm representing Steve? Kong? I don't know. Wow,
3: that's kind of cool. <laughs> because I'm so old? Because I'm I'm almost as old as Kong? Godzilla is technically older. So.
0: <laughs> okay, so th- that voice was not Evan. Uh, representing Godzilla over here on my right Is uh That's Nathan
1: <laughs> oh. Nathan
0: Marchand how you this doing is- man
2: <laughs> I am doing Fantastic hello Strangers and aliens
0: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> And so. I
2: am still The strange alien Yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> And it's that a voice you've heard before on this show, podcast My first yeah. episode of this show yes <laughs> So this is fifth you, you are um You're past the triple banana And you've moved on to the quintuple <laughs> I don't know. Kong finger. I don't know. But uh, (laughs) Nathan has joined us to talk about Godzilla. He's joined us to talk about Godzilla King of the Monsters. He's joined us to talk about Colossal, Colossal, which was an interesting kind of kaiju thing. And he was on us on an episode called Superman V Kaiju. Where yes. we talked about times when Superman has gone up against giant monsters. Some point we'll have him on to talk about something other than kaiju. <laughs>
2: well, that's why uh, that's why Superman v kaiju was a good step in the right direction because yeah. I got to talk about something else. I love that being Superman.
0: So <laughs> well, and the reason that he's gotten brought in to do all this talk about kaiju stuff uh, is partially because I went and saw Godzilla with him on IMAX. And we've talked about that yes. before, but yes, also yes. because he does some podcasting about Kaiju and yes. go ahead and <laughs> mention the name of your podcast now, but we'll All also, before we finish this episode, we will, you know, let you promote your, your podcast as well, Okay, but well, th- go for it, man.
2: <laughs> that podcast is the monster Island film vault, a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu. And for those who don't know, tokusatsu is a Japanese word that, basically means special filmmaking so it's stuff that is special effects intensive but yeah so not not just just kaiju stuff i've talked about i did i did a whole actually my first series of episodes on the show was about the king kong films so
0: yeah and so we are here to talk about godzilla versus kong and i'm going to start with this question okay and this we didn't discuss this ahead of time but i'm going to start with this question and this question is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm I, and I'm asking for a single answer. There is no sideways about this. This is a, a binary question. One or the other. You have to choose a side. Pick a lane. What team are you? Are you Team Kong or Team Godzilla? And I'm going to let you answer that question in two ways. If you want, one way is in life, in general. <laughs> And the other Hello. way is in this movie, Kong or Godzilla, which team are you? And then um, we're going to talk about this movie in non-spoiler terms. We're going to play the spoiler organ and then we're going to jump in with spoilers. I have a recording from Evan that I'm going to play after the spoiler organ because I can't remember if he spoils anything or not in his recording. And so we'll be playing that after the spoiler organ and let him get his two cents in. And it's only four minutes long, but he has a lot of two cents to throw in. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's got at least 50. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Nathan, you're our guest, so you get to choose right. if you want to go first or not.
3: In life, Godzilla, this movie, Kong. All right, Steve. This is hard because I mean, King Kong. King Kong was, was even on one of my favorite radio shows. Jack Benny actually had a, a skit where they did a King Kong thing. Fantastic so I'm like,
0: episode. Fantastic I'm like, episode.
3: But you know what? I I, I resonate more with, with Godzilla. So, okay. so in life, Godzilla, how about this movie? In, in all things. And it's kind of okay. sad right. because right. I appreciate it king kong and I, I i understand his place and all that stuff but you know you know apples to to oranges you get you gotta have to me it's it's godzilla
0: all right and i also would have a hard time answering this question normally in this movie i was team kong the whole way through and we'll talk about why i think most people are going to come out of this movie team kong but um yeah i had to go i had to go back and forth you know about which which one and, and, but I was asking for uh, that binary answer, you know, choose one. And I'm going with, I think, Team Kong. As I've been thinking about the different movies, there's obviously more Godzilla out there than Uh-oh. Kong. and And there's a wider range of quality in <laughs> all those. Um, but the Rick. Kong movies, I think... That's I
2: because uh, we should let your listeners know, Ben, you've come on my show to talk about Kong 76.
0: <laughs> yeah, and hopefully I get to come on your show and talk about Kong 76 again because of the, the TV cut that's being released yeah, on that's Blu-ray. Just, that's, a, that's a very good point. I should
2: do a bonus episode on just that. Just, you know,
0: a, you know hour it can be a mini thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to do your show, but... I mean, really, I I can't wait to see this three hour cut. I'm
2: really curious myself. Three to see hour
0: yeah. cut, <laughs> <laughs> just like
3: Superman. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Only maybe not as good. Does it have additions. all the
3: ads in there as well? No, all no, the, like, because it was a seventy six ads. It was a
0: two hour or a two evening event kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And but so there were ads, right? Well, there were, but that with ads, it was four hours long. But the cut itself was was just three or okay. around in there. Yeah. All right. So the movie itself is being released on Blu-ray. That's it's official. Mm-hmm. Like It's the official super long, super crazy long. Why would anyone want to spend more time with this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I can't answer the question myself because I want to. You know, like,
2: I, I will say I do hope that they clean it up and make it look nice because I've heard that. When it has floated around, it's basically just been a rip from a VHS where somebody, someone had recorded it. So I hope that it looks nice.
0: Now, this is from yeah. – based on my memory, and I this could be very, very wrong because it's been a while since I read this. But I believe it's from some master that they found in Germany. Oh. And and so I believe it's from an actual um, tape master, but a master that they, that they had that um, – so we'll see, <laughs> we will see, but, uh, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's on order. I pre-ordered the thing.
2: Ah, on Amazon.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. On Amazon. I, I almost did it from shout factory. Uh, but I don't have anywhere to put the poster and on Amazon, <laughs> I'm not paying for shipping and with shout factory, I'm paying for shipping, Yeah, you know, and, and it just made it more <laughs> expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it needed to and be and the
3: poster is a the 3 hour poster too right?
0: yeah yeah it's a really long poster <laughs> yeah. and i have a tall i'm i'm in a very tall uh room right now but still the poster is too long so uh i
3: uh
2: I, I will admit that is it the uh the famous movie poster on top of the twin
0: towers i don't think so i think it's one that they made i can't remember now what it looks like but if it had been that famous poster i would have really considered that because that's a cool image And that's that's a even though I didn't see the movie when I was a kid, I saw that poster all over the place. Yeah. I mean I wasn't I even a couple years later, I was seeing that poster on books and in and you know things like that. And so the nostalgia factor of that poster would have pushed me over the edge to order directly from.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just found it. Yes, I am uh, shopping live. This is great podcast. <laughs> uh, I uh, I just found it. The listing here. Uh, I'm trying to see when it's supposed to be released because some people might care.
0: It's very soon,
2: May 11th. May 11th. But I will. Uh, I am adding this to my list of things to purchase for the podcast.
0: Yeah. Okay. So all that said. <laughs> The three of us like those kind of movies. I can, I think it's fair to say that we don't love every single movie that there is of, uh, of these two characters, but, um, but it's close. I think that they're, especially with Godzilla, there's something to love in every one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you don't like the movie, there's, there's really, there's just a lot of fun to be had in a lot of them. So
2: yeah, I will be honest with you, with the possible possible exception of Godzilla '98, because I don't have the vitriol for Godzilla '98 <laughs> that a lot of people do. There isn't Why really not. There is, there is <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's a that's a whole other episode.
0: <laughs> I, there isn't a Godzilla movie that I hate. Honestly, Godzilla '98 doesn't bother me as time goes by. It's just well, another it's one, long, you know. Uh,
2: Kong is a little bit different, I will admit, but that's mostly because no one can agree on what the official Kong canon is, because of Kong. the convolute with uh yes, with, with because of the convoluted King Kong copyright. <laughs> Some more alliteration for you. Wow, I like that. Yeah, because because was- uh, then you have to start asking, like, is the Mighty Kong official?
0: okay yeah that's then today. you're getting some weird stuff I, you okay. can get then, into some really uh, weird the stuff
2: yeah. animated yeah. Mo- the, no it's three the three animated movies that tie in with the tv show and
0: yeah. yeah yeah I the reason I think that you can easily say most people won't love every single Kong movie is because you do have King Kong lives in there <laughs> I found the
2: one person who likes it and had him on the show <laughs> <laughs> And it's not ironic. It is not an ironic love. He genuinely loves it. I enjoy it, but it's in a very MST3K ironic sort of way because, yeah. good I, lord,
0: it is not good. <laughs> it is hard to rewatch, and I have watched it. I think I've seen it three times. Maybe four, if you include like watching it when I was a kid on TV. Um, I think I watched it on TV once when I was a kid and wasn't really aware of what i was watching and how stupid it was but, yeah.
3: <laughs> well up here in in boston we had i don't know how how widespread this was but we had a thing called um uh what was it called it was called um creature double feature and on saturdays they would play two like you know be real <laughs> feature and it was a, a lot of times it would be a godzilla or a gamera or um, sometimes they would do, I think like, uh, you know, like two outer limit episodes or something as, as part of the thing or whatever. Um, so, you know, I probably sat through a, a lot of this stuff, but it was while I was playing with my, you know, Mac man or, or star Wars toys or something like that. And, and it was just on in the background. Um, and you know, I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what was going on and half of it was in, you know, still in Japanese or whatever. So you know i I come at this completely differently than so many other people. Um, and also you know the the newer movies hit in a time of my life where I don't rewatch a lot of movies. You know, I, I, there's a lot of people that are just like, oh yeah, I watch this every you know every month, or i I see this every year, and you know this because around this date, I always watch it, whatever. And with me, it's just like I watch one movie once. And then I say to myself, unless I absolutely love this movie or have some other reason for going back to it, I just don't. You know, it's very, very seldom will I watch a movie twice um, nowadays. So but speaking uh, of watching
0: a movie once or twice or whatever, um, yeah. let's start with our movie viewing experience. How mm-hmm. did you see this movie? Because what's interesting about this is along with Wonder Woman and some other movies that are coming, Mortal Kombat just recently. Um, Dune when it comes out, these mm-hmm. movies were released simultaneously in theaters, but then also on HBO Max to be able to watched at, be able to watch it at home, which is really kind of funny when you think about you know how HBO started home box office, you know it was <laughs> the movies coming on TV not too long after they were in theaters, you know not yeah. while they were in theaters but not too long after that. Now it literally is home box office, you know you know. are watching these movies in your home when there's other people watching the movie in the theater and you know, you're watching it at the same time. Um, so Steve, Nathan, I want you to tell me what was your viewing experience? How did you watch it for, um, did did you watch it in one sitting? (laughs) Did you take advantage of the home setting where you were able to, you know, turn it off and turn it back on again? Um, how did you watch it?
3: Oh, Steve. Oh, thanks. You'll let me on my own show. Thanks a lot, man. He's the it's guest. Classy.
0: He's the guest. Classy.
3: <laughs> He's not the boss of me. You're the boss of me, Ben. Um, I think.
2: Jeez, we're going think... to recreate Godzilla versus Kong right here. It's
3: <laughs> no, I cower in terror at that the, the awesome power that Ben wields. But um, <laughs> I, I most likely.
2: Godzilla. Oops, spoiler. Sorry. But... <laughs> worst kept secret in the world. But anyway,
3: whoops. Um, I, I, it was a month ago. So to tell the truth, it is so long ago for me that I, I don't really remember, but, um, I, I probably watched it in mostly one sitting and, you know, probably had dinner and stuff and, you know, did a chore or something in the middle of it or whatever. Um, not like the, not like the Snyder cut, which I had to take like (laughs) two, two hour, you know, mega cuts out of my day just to fit it in just in time for the, the, uh, the episode that we did because it was, you know, my work schedule, I, I drive a school bus, so I'm on a school schedule. So I have to drive in the morning. Then I have this time in the middle, then I drive in the middle, then I have this time at the end. And then we were recording the episode and I'm like jamming the whole thing in. And, um, with this, it was, it was a little bit more low key and it was less time. So I just probably did. And I didn't remember, I didn't know that was going to be on the test. So.
0: <laughs> but you watch it at home yes, so yes you you watch it on on your tv on an ipad
3: tv yeah most right. likely the tv
0: all right nathan how'd you watch this thing
2: uh i've actually seen this thing three times um uh, i saw it the on opening night at the very same imax theater that you and i saw godzilla 2014 nice. in, actually nice. and That was quite an experience. Just to tell you a funny story, uh, unbeknownst to me, there were actually was a young couple who was there. They just uh, they've just had a baby. They got grandma to babysit, and they uh, so they went to go see this movie, and they (laughs) sat just a few rows away from me and my brother because my brother and I went to go see it, and. I didn't. We didn't realize they were there. Then they sent me a text message after I got back to my apartment, saying like, and I didn't have his number in my phone, so I just got this text message from a number I don't recognize, and it says, and it's a picture of my brother and I at the theater, and says we saw you, and I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) And he came forward and said like, oh no, it's uh, it's your friend John, the way and I were there and we saw the movie, and I'm like, okay, don't freak me out like that again, man. (laughs) But uh. Uh, so we saw it there, and then I watched it a second time on HBO Max. I wanted to watch it on my TV. I ended up watching it on my laptop because I didn't have access to the TV at the time. And for that viewing, I was actually uh, taking notes and all of that to record my episode on it because um, it was we re- I recorded an episode on my show for the movie on uh, that Friday. So the fright so the movie came out on Wednesday recorded on that Friday. I watched it again that Friday and then when the, and then funny thing, I ended up seeing it again the next day at a regular theater because the worship leaders at my church decided <laughs> decided to do a last second church event and <laughs> just say, Hey, let's all go see this movie. <laughs> like the day before there's like let's just all go see this movie i'm wow. like okay and some people thought that it was my idea it's like that was it wasn't my idea <laughs> but That's i did so go but i just but i did go and it was funny because uh one uh one of the it's a young couple who's the worship leaders at my church and the 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 guy asked me before he's like what have you heard about this movie I said To be honest with you, this is the third time I've seen it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It really doesn't matter what I heard of it. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have seen it. (laughs) And uh, just to let everybody know, they actually had a really good time, and neither one of them are really into these kinds of movies. And I was shocked at how much fun that they had watching it.
0: Nice, nice. So I actually got to go see this in the theater. Uh, We moved into a new house, and we now live just not even a half mile away from a small town theater, not the small town theater where I saw Bill and Ted's excellent adventure or uh, Bill and Ted face the music rather. Um, not that same theater, but very similar kind of a theater experience. And so I actually was so looking forward to just walking down to that theater to see a movie. And the first week we were here, there was no chance for me to do it. The second week we were here, it was Tom and Jerry. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> I really want to go walk down and see a movie in this theater. but. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste my time on this one. Um, but then the the final the the week after that it was it was Godzilla versus Kong, and so that night I w- got home from work, had dinner with my family, and then put on my sweatshirt, walked down to Main Street, and walked into the theater. And it was a lot of fun to walk in, and a lot of fun to see this small town theater that I had never been in before. I work in this town that we moved to. Uh, but I never had a chance, because of my work schedule, it just didn't make sense for me to stay around and, and see a movie. It made more, a lot more sense to go home, a lot more sense to go to a bigger, more more fun movie experience with better sound and better picture. And for this experience, I walk in, I sit down, everyone's kind of spaced out around, you know, and the movie starts, and the sound was so low. Oh. When, when any dialogue would happen, you had to really strain to hear the dialogue, and it was it was hard to hear. Squint your ears, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, the popcorn was okay, but not great. <laughs> oh, no. Not great. Uh, the small theater that that I saw Bill and Ted at popcorn was much better, much better. Um, ah, but right. the popcorn was okay. It was good enough, you know. And I'm always gonna support the theater. Especially a small theater by buying concessions Because that is where they're making their money Yeah, And what's cool Is that this theater Like when I saw Bill and Ted um, Now Bill and Ted was free Because a local business was supporting The movie uh, when oh. I saw that But they're doing something similar Here in this other theater Where um, a local business Will sponsor the movie for that week And that's that's Cool you know, what's, what's funny is there's actually a church fish fry that is sponsoring Mortal Kombat this week. Oh, dear. I found that to be kind of funny. I don't think that they intended to sponsor Mortal Kombat. I think it's really more about wanting to get information about the fish fry out this week. But, you know, they got their fish fries up on the marquee. But, yeah, that's too bad because
2: (laughs) their tagline for the fish fry that for that, week could have been toasty.
0: (laughs) So. Anyway, um, I'm just about ready to get up and go and tell them the sound's real low. Can you please turn it up? And as I'm getting ready to get up, I look over and (laughs) this three-year-old kid walks right over and sits down right next to me. And then his dad comes and sits down right next to him. And I'm just like, what? I'm trapped now. I am trapped. <laughs> what is going on? And so when the kids sat down, I was like, oh, I'll just, uh, I said, hi, you know, because I, I wanted the dad to notice that I was there, because I thought, well, maybe the dad's <laughs> just sitting down next to the three-year-old kid, dad doesn't notice, you know, and no, no, they just stayed there until the kid had to go to the bathroom, two-thirds of the movie through, and, and they didn't come back and sit next to me, but by then that I figured I hadn't said anything yet. Time. So anyway, that's, wow. that was my original viewing of this movie. And then the next night, uh, watched it on my TV in my living room with all my kids, except for my youngest.
3: So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And now that you guys have been talking and I've had time to remember, I remember I actually watched part of the first, the the first part of the, the movie. And I said, Hey, this sounds, sounds like a movie. This seems like a movie that my 12 year old would like, because he's getting into more, you know, the actual movies instead of the kitty movies. And, um, so I, I just rewound the whole thing and I sat him down and, and we watched the whole thing together and he enjoyed it. So, mm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you... uh, unfortunately for you, Ben, it's no Yahtzee, right? Yeah, he...
0: <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> was not it's, the experience that's I my had
2: favorite here. Theater story right there.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I did watch it with my kids to so give you a preview of their review of this movie. Uh, my son really, really enjoyed it. Uh, my college age son really enjoyed it. My daughters really wanted to see it because Millie Bobby Brown was in it. That was a big part of why they wanted to see it. That's why they wanted to see King of the Monsters. Um, one of my daughters fell asleep. One of my daughters left. <laughs> and one of my daughters stuck with it. So, Wow. So that was, that was what happened with that movie. All right. The, the popcorn was much better in my living room. Yeah. Oh, of <laughs> and, I mean, primarily because I'm not going to boast, but I make some good popcorn. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Okay, wow. so that's our movie going experience. Let's talk about just quickly um some spoiler-free review thoughts. And and when I say quickly, I I I would like us to, to keep it to a minimum. I don't mm-hmm. want this episode to be as long as the uh, the television cut of King Kong seventy six, <laughs> um, unless it's good conversation, you know. Then, yeah, then maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. Could, yeah.
2: Uh, I will confess uh, my episode of the Film Vault for this movie is two and a half hours. So it's uh-huh. close. Wow, it's close. Then <laughs> I, I
0: always really still weird when when the, when the when the coverage is longer than the thing itself. There's there's always a little. Weird feeling um, that happens a yeah, lot on my welcome to level seven podcast. That
2: happened for you on welcome to level seven
0: with Ultron. So <laughs> oh, it happened all the time with uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Our episodes were easily double easily. And oh, wow. and when you talk about WandaVision, especially some of those episodes, we were doing 90 minutes to talk about a 30 minute show that had seven minutes of credits. So. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, uh, to, uh, quick review thoughts. Uh, I walked away from it, and maybe it was the the experience of seeing it in IMAX, but I absolutely adored it the the first time the when I walked out of the theater, I felt a little bit like I had just been beat up, but in a good way because the you know the we were sitting relatively close. The screen was very encompassing. And the the sound was really good, and it's a you know it's a very in terms of sound design, this movie is very intense. So uh, I walked out on quite a high. In fact, I think I even messaged you not too long after that, Ben, basically saying like, "Oh, be still my kaiju loving heart," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but in the subsequent viewings that I've had, and after discussing it with a lot of my uh, Kai- fellow kaiju podcasters, the, the flaws of the movie started to become more apparent to me. Uh, most, the, the most notable problems that I will note, and although to get into more details of will require spoilers, there's a character in here that I think was really was wasted and deserved more. I felt like we had been promised more and then we didn't really get it. So his, a lot of his stuff I'm guessing had to have been left on the cutting room floor and was part of that extra, you know, three hours because the Adam Wingard, the director admitted in an interview that he had enough footage to make a five hour movie, which has inspired something of a movement in a small, but very vocal minority in the Kaiju fandom, where they are basically trying to pull a Snyder cut with this. They're trying to get a direct out yeah. of this movie released, but Adam Wingard has Gone on record several times saying, "I don't have any interest in doing a director's
3: cut." (laughs) So, yeah, they're out of luck. Obviously, everyone has enough extra film to do an extra movie, but I mean, it's how how many movies do you really want? You know, twice as much? You know, footage of very few.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think this one could have stood to be a little bit longer, maybe not three hours. I would say. Maybe 15 minutes. I think I think I could have it could have stood to be maybe 15 minutes longer. And this this character that in particular that I'm thinking of, you wouldn't you wouldn't need all 15 of those minutes to flesh him out a little bit more. It could just be a little bit here and there. But so there's so there's that. I also didn't like the special effects as much in this one overall because they didn't do mocap for this. So Godzilla and Kong didn't have as much weight to them as they did before. Now it's not Pacific rim uprising levels of bad <laughs> those robots may as well have just been action figures because they were moving around so well, but the, it wasn't quite the same as what I had been used to in the previous movies. Uh, the big thing that I would say is for people who are going in this, and this is not spoiler But you really need to go into this movie with the mindset that Godzilla and Kong are your main characters and all of the humans are the supporting cast. Because if you go in thinking that Godzilla and Kong are the special effects and that our human cast is supposed to be our main characters, you're going to be disappointed. But if you go in, in thinking of Godzilla and Kong as characters, I think you'll have a much better time.
0: And 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 along with that, um, it yeah, Kong really is a character in this movie. Like he actually oh, yeah. has a character and, arc in this mm-hmm. movie. And,
2: well, and that goes back to Kong thirty three. That that movie is noteworthy and a you know, a landmark for a lot of reasons. But one of, uh, one of those reasons is that it was the first time that you had a special effect that was a character. Because Kong in that movie is so full of character.
0: All right, yeah. Steve, what are your uh, brief, non-spoiler thoughts?
3: Brief, non-spoiler thoughts. I thought there was a lot of cool stuff in this movie. And I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. They really should have done something to set up the logic behind that thing existing <laughs> or happening uh, long before now. Because it just seems like... You know, Hey, let's put in a cool thing here. Let's think something up on the spot. And here we go. And there's cool stuff. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff is, is really fantastic. But at the same time, you're just sort of like, and where did that come from? <laughs> you know, wh- where was the, where was the logical, you know, jumping off point to, to get nowhere? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Great. <laughs> Um so the, a lot of it was like that. Um and you're absolutely right the the characters are you know it, it even if if some of them don't make it to the end of the film it, I, I don't think there's any of them that you would be like oh no and it, it, outside of Kong and, and Godzilla I mean obviously if you if one of those didn't make it to the end of the film it would be a, a whole different ball game. Um but uh yeah it's, it, I think that's that's my biggest takeaway. Um yeah, and you, you know it some films and, and Ben was really the person who who brought this out to me, some films are I think you call them toy box movies, where basically it's it's like you took the toys out of the toy box and you're playing with them and and the physics don't match up. The logic really isn't there and they can do things and, and, you know, they're leaning against things they shouldn't. And, you know, the, sometimes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it just it, it works that way because it's just it's just one of those like toy box movies. You know, it's, it's you could you could play with play this movie out of the toys in your toy box. And this is more like this one. If you forget about physics, it's going to be a lot easier for you to take what's going on in the movie.
0: There's a th- moment of physics that had me howling with laughter that we'll we'll talk about because like how did that even happen but it's such a perfect moment so how could they not keep it in the movie you know and and that's kind of there's a lot of that in in this movie it is not a perfect movie do not get me wrong at all i think you know um i don't know if we mentioned evan's evan's star rating for this movie was two stars i wouldn't go that low by any stretch i would say maybe three and a half stars maybe three um it's it's got a lot of really strong visuals there's a lot of really strong visuals which you've probably seen in the trailers if you haven't seen the movie yet you've seen the some of the strongest visuals in the trailers and there's some really great moments where it's like like any kind of action movie uh, the action movie is to set up the action you know and to, and to set up the the time where we get to see this car jump over this thing or we get to see this character <laughs> jump through and and they're shooting guns at the same time and then this movie has moments where it's like it's just set up to get Kong doing this cool looking thing, you know, or yeah. Godzilla some doing this cool looking thing. It's
2: homages and... to action movies. So, Was that? Some of which are actually homages yeah, to action yeah. movies. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things yeah. I'm talking about is definitely that um homage to action movies. But um the other thing I would say though, you know, a, the mark of a great kaiju movie for me is one where you actually kind of care about the characters uh-huh. and you care about what the, people are doing and you care about what the monsters are doing. And if you care about both of those things, you got pretty much a perfect monster movie. If you're just enjoying the spectacle, that's also a good kaiju movie. You know, and, and you know, so there's layers of what makes it good and, and how you enjoy it. And certain movies certain people are gonna enjoy more than more than others. I would say for this one, yeah, Nathan, you're warning about the characters and if you know if you're going in thinking the people well, are the characters. What? particular
2: i think got wasted the other ones we can talk about
0: yeah yeah but what, what i was going to say is if you're able to accept what's going on with kong as a character then you're going to like this movie if you're not if, if you can't if you can't follow it then you're not going to enjoy this movie and i would say that there are some characters in this movie i did care about and i did want to see make it through the movie and i did want to see you know kind of get what they were hoping to get and when you know things were happening around them, um, and and you know things were out of their control, and 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 you know they're they're being pushed by the plot, I cared, um, you know, and and that's why uh, you know Kong seventy six, you know, I I kind of care about Dewan, you know, like I want, you know, and so there's 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 levels and layers of do you do you empathize with the characters? Do you care that they're going to survive or not? You know, and and so yeah, so for this movie. I cared somewhat. I liked what they were doing with Kong and his "quote unquote" relationship with the people, um, and I liked some of the things they were able to build with with that. Um, Godzilla wasn't as fleshed out as a character because Godzilla in this movie was more the force of nature, and and so you had mm-hmm. different things going on there with what was motivating him, and it just wasn't as relatable as a human being. <laughs> As, as it was
2: with it was, Kong. Uh, yeah, it was a, a very primal kind of reptilian sort of relationship, uh, sort of motivation. But on the other hand, Kong had one movie and Godzilla already had two. So yeah. it yeah. kind of makes sense that Kong would become the big focus
0: in this one
2: because Godzilla's already had two movies.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And, and so that's the other kind of fun thing is that this is there's this it has its own continuity. There's four movies in this series that make up a beginning, middle and end. Almost, you know, you've, you've got some interesting ideas being thrown out there. And I really think I'm, I'm fairly positive. They're not going to do another one. I, I, don't, know. Really I don't know. It's
2: really going to depend on how toho wants to manage things in terms of the the Godzilla license and all the related monster characters no one really knows the original contract basically took them through this one but it's still up in the air right now if it's going to happen i think toho would be remiss not to work out some sort of a deal with legendary because this movie's raking in all kinds of money
0: and what's, but what's nice about the whole deal is you know, Kong, they could continue the series with, with just Kong, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know if they would have to make up new monsters or what they would try and do with that. Could they, you know, tie it into Pacific rim I, it, or yeah, could we'll
2: there's like, <laughs> been talk of doing that for a while, but the, I've also heard a lot of fans talking about how they could just tap into the, the library of monsters that Warner brothers has. And yeah, do reimagining something. We could have the Retosaurus from beast from 20,000 fathoms show up in this. Yeah. You know, do something with that or some of those, some of those B grade, you know, the black scorpion, you know, those, those B grade giant monster movies that Warner, that got made in the fifties that Warner brothers owns now, Mm -hmm. you know, you could potentially do that if you wanted to, or you could just make up new
0: monsters. You could continue with King Kong. Because here's the other thing that makes business sense with with that kind of thing is even if it's not huge, you're still going to be making some money with reprints of or or I don't know, streaming of the old movie. You know, and so yeah, if they bring Beast from 10,000 Fathoms or whatever, hey, they're going to people are going to watch that again, right? Yeah. And yeah. and there's there's money being made there by something that they don't have to spend money on.
2: Yeah. Now, I can tell you that the MonsterVerse is not quite over with right now, right before Godzilla for uh, about a month or so, I should say, before Godzilla vs. Kong released. It was announced that there was going to be a Kong anime series on Netflix that is MonsterVerse, but it's a prequel.
0: A prequel to this or a prequel to Skull Island? Uh,
2: I think it might it might be a prequel to everything. I'm not sure. I just, all I know is that it's supposed to be a prequel and it takes place on Skull Island. Okay, all
3: right, yeah, that'll be interesting.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm I, I I gave mine away. My rating, uh, three point five. Um, I don't know, maybe three, but there's just so much good moments that I enjoyed, and yeah. and there are, I laughed out loud twice in the theater. No one else laughed out loud, by the way. Um, there was probably 15 people <laughs> in the a theater, much crowd than i <laughs> and I felt really bad because there's one moment where I was like, ah! I was like, this is crazy. I didn't say it out loud, but um, and no one, no reaction. So I don't know what was going on in that theater, but uh. maybe they're all just trying to hear it. And yeah, uh, but what, what star rating would you guys give this?
2: I will be honest with you when I walked out of the theater. It was uh, it was basically a four and a half. Uh, I mean, I was just in love with this movie. I sub- with subsequent viewings, it has dropped. I th- think I would probably give it a
3: four now at the most. OK, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably on a three. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie of all time. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, so many logical leaps and so many little things to do with it that you know me personally um, to to give it more than a three would would be I'd be hard pressed. All right.
0: So, do you recommend it, and who do you recommend it to? If you have, if someone hasn't seen this, why should they venture it out to the theater or get HBO Max?
2: I, I will be honest with you. The I would recommend this movie to people in general. The I think if they if they like kaiju movies, I would definitely recommend it to them. I would say, but for the non kaiju fans, because like I said, I have seen this with people who are not kaiju fans and they enjoyed it. So I would say, and I, admittedly, this is more from a you know, from a real world perspective, to be honest. But if you are really wanting to get to go back to a movie theater, if you haven't been to a theater in a really long time and you want to support a local theater like you and I did, Ben, this is a good movie to see in a theater because of the spectacle in it. And it seems like that's part of the reason that it's doing as well as this. People are going out to see it because they want to see this on a big screen it's because i will tell you having watched it both on the small screen and the big screen it's a very different experience and i had more fun seeing it in a theater than i did on hbo max
3: yeah i can see that um you know just there's so many grand vistas and just the the size of the 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 things that you're looking at is amazing we have a um a uh a IMAX theater. And it's, it's one of the big one, biggest ones in the world. And when you can get there and see something this epic, I mean, I saw avatar there and I I wished I had my own headphones so I could not deal with the silly plot and the nonsense that was going on in the script and just like, listen, listen to my own music or, you know, listen to, to music that I wanted to hear going on and just look at the beauty and the wonder that was presented on screen. It was amazing. Um, you know, but I had to obviously deal with the the sounds coming out of the screen too, which was the problem. But the um, you know, with a movie like this as well, I would you know, this is one of those ones that I would I would wait and, and see in an IMAX or you know at least something on a like a really nice big screen, not just like your your downtown movie theater I, I, obviously you want to support those those industries if they're if they're important to you but for the best viewing experience, I think you know something like a you know an IMAX experience would be the the way to go on something like this
0: I would say that this is probably one of the more accessible Kaiju movies for oh, yeah. people who aren't fans of Kaiju like it's it's not just your standard action movie. You know, there's – part of it is the giant monsters help it to be not standard, you know, and and kind yeah. of a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit like the Transformers movies without the really foul, dumb, dumb stuff that you get in a Transformers <laughs> movie. You know, you're not – the camera's not lingering on anyone's body except for <laughs> King Kong, you know, and, and uh, it's – you know, there there's not like uh, – yeah it's just it has the kind of big dumb spectacle of a transformers movie without all the big dumb stupidity of a transformers yeah. movie <laughs> yeah um and so it's yeah it, that's that was nice about this um but i I do think this is uh you know when you go with Godzilla two thousand and fourteen I like it each of these movies brings something a little different to the table as far as like just how they're exploring monsters and and how they're exploring you know the the kaiju movie so godzilla 2014 is is taking it really from ground level and you don't even really see the monsters that often you know the door closes just as a big monster fart is fight is about to start um i'm gonna keep that in there
2: (laughs) um, yeah Thank you. Seth. Yeah, yeah, I, I did uh, say like, just I as a uh,
0: big giant monster <laughs> fart is about to start. That's what yeah, I was about well, to say. Well, it's
2: funny that you say that because I haven't watched it yet, but you can go on Amazon Prime right now and watch a a low budget, but very apparently very uh, lovingly made parody of Godzilla called not Godzilla. Right? Yeah, I just
0: saw that trailer today. That's, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I think this is accessible. I do think that if, you know, you're a discerning kaiju fan, you know, you you might be a little more critical of this because there is um so much stuff in it that's kind of dumb, but then at, at the same time, you know what? That's kind of what the genre offers sometimes. Is goofy giant stuff happening that can't happen in real life. Um you know, and and, and if you're going if you're willing to go along for the ride, then you're going to enjoy it you know, and I was definitely willing to go along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's kind of like people who might complain about Peter Jackson's King Kong movie being too long, but then when you actually watch it and you realize it's really long because lots of crazy, cool things happen. I mean, yeah, did, did Kong have to spend 20 minutes fighting three? Basically they're not T-Rexes, but basically T-Rexes. No, but (laughs) Good Lord, was it fun to watch?
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's it, if you want to see a movie that's based on real life physics, you're never going to watch a movie with a giant monster.
2: Yeah, because giant monsters, by definition, defy physics.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. Something so
2: that huge can can actually live. <laughs> Yeah, even
3: the biggest dinosaurs are dwarfed by these <laughs> these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, let's play the spoiler organ, and then we'll we'll talk about spoilers, and we'll also, um, I think, we'll get in Evans Evans recording here as well. So, spoilers, spoilers. Okay, gentlemen, we can we can spoil right now and we can uh, right. you know just talk about the movie as free as you want. Free as a bird. Uh free and, as a rodent? I mean, <laughs> what's that? I said free oh, as a ro- <laughs> Actually, should we play Evans Evans voicemail now?
3: Yeah, do Go, it now. That way okay. so we can riff on it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I really did not like this movie. I thought uh, it absolutely 100% jumped the shark at this point. Uh, the human characters are non-existent with their character development and making sense. <laughs> the, what type what type of budget does this, uh, does this human lab have to create a giant mag lift tunnel? from Pensacola, Florida to Hong Kong underneath the earth that nobody knows about. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm a huge fan of Mechagodzilla, but the way they implemented him in this movie just does not make any sense. It doesn't fit with the universe. And it's 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 totally jumped the shark. It's 100% full on sci-fi, everything, all of the, uh, the spaceships and whatnot, it looks like it's out of Tron. Um, the, and and all the stuff with King Kong drove me nuts. I hate, I absolutely hate that he can use sign language. Um, I also hate that in the, the center of the earth, there's an ancient civilization of intelligent Kong people who learned how to build axes and, harness atomic power for their own use. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then the the cinematography uh, didn't work for me either. Like, uh, just the camera angles are unrealistic. And uh, normally that's not a problem, but I love the 2014 Godzilla so much, or the 2014 Godzilla so much because all of the camera angles were shot from angles that you could actually... Uh, set up a physical, practical camera and shoot from, and that uh, added to the realism and the largeness of what was going on. And here it just doesn't matter. And and the monsters are always in full frame, and so I I just completely lose the sense of scale here. I mean, the buildings uh, don't look like buildings because it, the the f- the frame is so pulled back; it just looks like. These animals are fighting, and you don't you don't get the you don't get the scale. Um, yeah, so King Kong too intelligent, too uh, too much personality, too much communication with the humans, uh, and the Hollow Earth thing. Great idea, loved it in the last movie, but now it's. In every hologram, we're showing that there's tunnels that lead to a central hub of the hollow Earth. But then when we actually go through one of these tunnels, there's a random wormhole. They go through a wormhole. Where does the wormhole come from? Why is it there? It doesn't appear in any of the holograms or projections. Why is it there? It's so dumb. What is going on in this movie? Nothing makes sense and everything is dumb. And yeah, I mean, all that together just made the movie. Like I was, I was looking at my watch. I was like, "Is this over yet?" This is dumb. I don't like it. Uh, I love Godzilla. Uh, I like I said, the 2014 Godzilla is one of my favorite movies ever. I love it. I tolerated the rest of this monster verse, but this one is beyond the pale. It's a step too far, and I cannot endorse it. So, yeah. Have a great conversation. I'm sure you all loved it.
0: <laughs> Evan,
2: wow. I love wow. you, man, but we can't be friends anymore.
3: <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! The gloves have been thrown.
2: Oh, uh, he didn't just take the uh, the gauntlet off. He slapped me with it. <laughs> yeah, have a great conversation. I'm
0: sure you guys all loved it.
3: I'm sure <laughs> you guys loved it.
0: I'll sure you won't love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Now, now that he's said his piece, I'm gonna retract my three stars, and it's, I'm gonna give it a 5.5 <laughs> 5 stars out of five. <laughs> just because he wow. he just brought up so many good things about the movie that I forgot. You know, like there the,
0: there what, was yeah, a couple yeah, things I'm where gonna, he's like mentioning I, it. And I'm like that. What you know? What, that's a good you know thing what, actually.
2: Steve? I, yeah, Steve, I already rated it higher than you, so I, I'll rate it higher than you
3: again. I'm gonna give it. To you. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is our show so we can you know do what we want with the star ratings <laughs> but, I mean, it, he he did bring up a couple of things where you know it's like okay it's it's fantastic that they brought in sign language you know to this thing in in yeah. that whole thing you, you don't oh. see that enough in films but <sighs> how could this little girl teach kong sign language while he's under surveillance 24 7 and no one figured it out
2: Okay, I, I've heard people talk about that. But, uh, I, it, w- which, that doesn't bother me. The fact that he's saying that Kong is too intelligent and, and he hates the fact that he learns sign language, okay, I have two retorts to that. One, this is clearly based on, what was the, the real-life gorilla's name? Was it oh, Gracie? Coco. Coco. It's Coco. clearly oh, Coco. That, by-
0: that monkey's all right.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's clearly That's inspired what, by like? Also, Kong kind of did this already in, in the Peter Jackson movie because he learned a little thing from Anne in that it wasn't home. I think it was, he said beautiful because she kind of showed him was like, you know, beautiful. It wasn't an actual sign, but the context was she was explaining the concept of beauty to him. And then when they're on the top uh, in Sk- on Skull Island, then when he's on the top of the empire state building with her at right. the end, sunrise He says, you know, he does the same thing. He's tapping his chest, and she knows that that's him saying, beautiful.
1: Right. So it's
3: a type of sound.
2: So that's, so this is not that much of a stretch as far as I care. No, and And uh, it's so, now, part of the thing that makes kaiju different from a lot of other monsters, especially Japanese ones, is they display more personality and at times intelligence than you would necessarily expect. It's not entirely naturalistic
0: because right. these are
2: supposed to be, to a certain extent, unnatural creatures. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, to Evans, to Evans' defense, in a little bit here is the uh, Godzilla 2014 movie was a step toward toward realism, and trying to take the kaiju idea and and make a more realistic movie and a more character based human character based movie. So you're following, and again, if you don't like the characters, you're not going to like that movie. You know, if if yeah. you don't like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in that movie, um, you're you're just not going to like the movie because you spend all your time with them, and yeah. and following uh-huh. them, and 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 that, and and this movie, it's Kong, you know, and and if you don't yeah. like Kong's entourage you know, with um, the little girl and, and her, her adopted mom and, and all that stuff. If you don't like that, then you're not going to like this movie. Or flip side, if you don't like the Godzilla entourage, then you're not going to like half of this movie. You know, so it's 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 yeah. just kind of, you know, it, it kind of works in that way. Um, I, but I, I would admit the it's interesting to look at
2: the MonsterVerse in comparison to other cinematic universes and look at the level of, I guess you could say, the fantastical escalation. I mean, it happened in the MCU. The Iron Man is a pretty grounded movie. And then when you watch Endgame, it's just like, it's nuts. There's aliens and time travel and everything, you know, high levels of technology and just so much stuff, you know, it just it just it has escalated. And the thing is, is the MCU, each one of those movies, it escalates as time goes on. I mean, we went from Iron Man, which was, you know, grounded and relatively small in terms of stakes to, you know, five, was it five movies? Yeah, five movies later and we're fighting aliens.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that was that was the point, though. They were they were building toward that, you know, and um, and with this I'm not sure how much of a plan there was Uh, from what I understand, there was more of a plan and then they changed it and, and wanted this movie to be a little more uh, accessible. But um, with this one, you know, this one is a little bit more sci-fi, but it's also a little grounded too. Like if you think about in the Godzilla, the Godzilla series, you had the one recurring psychic girl who's connecting to Kaiju in that way. But, um, This is a lot more realistic version of that, you know, where you have this, this little girl who's figured out how to communicate with, with Kong and and taught him the sign language. I also, here's the thing. The plot has flaws. It's not (laughs) perfect. And there's a lot of things. If you think about it too much that you're just, you're not going to enjoy it. Like how did she teach Kong sign language? You know how she did it by doing it. Like that's, that's that's what you have to tell yourself. You know, she, she did it because she snuck around. And kept it a secret because she was keeping it a secret and she did it. Yeah. And what it does is create something for me that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the, the stuff that happened because of, yeah, the leap of logic, the leap of uh, storytelling, you know, that you have to accept in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's there Mm -hmm. and it's all over the place. And, but here's the thing I will tell you right now. If it had been a little girl
2: teaching Godzilla sign language, I would have stacked <laughs> out. I'm just saying so right. even even me the you know, the the Kaiju academic, as some people have called me, I even have limits, so i would I'm totally accepting it with Kong, but i will I would not be able to accept it with Godzilla that no, would no be too much, but that's because
0: th- this is one of those things where I could see like if I didn't think of this but I would be so proud of myself if I had thought of it if i had thought about well wait a minute kong is a giant gorilla gorillas can communicate with sign language you know and and i would have been really proud of myself for for that kind of a connection thing you know with the storytelling and you know and then just this idea of he's he's alone you know and and that's not that's not even uh intelligent gorilla thing you know m- many animals even fish, if they're alone, will not thrive, you know? And, and so that's, that was a big deal in his story here is he, you know, he's looking for home and looking yeah. for family.
2: And, yeah. And real life gorillas, cause the I found this out actually watching the special features for the Peter Jackson King Kong. They have actually figured, they've actually studied gorillas enough to know that lone gorillas are incredibly rare, They have to they live in groups. They need groups and they don't do nearly as well alone, which is one of the things that factored into how they portrayed Kong in that movie, because he
0: is the last of his
2: kind. He's a lone gorilla and that
0: those almost never exist in real life. I will say I was a little disappointed to find that Kong was the last of his kind in this world. Yeah, yeah it, If, it's if they never there. if they never do yeah, another movie in, in this. Army. What?
2: They said that in Skull Island.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I was kind of hoping when they started moving toward this, you know, the hollow earth that he would find someone, you know, that there mm-hmm. would be more. And in some ways, like then army it's, of
3: Kongs.
0: Well, we were expecting that. Remember, one of the things we thought about when we found out about this movie was how cool would it be if there was an army of Kongs who didn't grow to be Godzilla sized, you know, and and, <laughs> and you have like a swarm of of Kongs versus Godzilla. Like there there could have been some really cool ideas that, that they could have played with that. You know, it's OK that they didn't, you know, it's not yeah, my movie. Well,
3: but... that's, that's something they a a do in a few,
0: that's something they could do in a future movie. They maybe they'll find
2: another Kong or two. That's, that's what I'm saying
0: is if this is the, 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 the only f- movie, if if we stop here, he's the last of his kind. He's yeah. not alone. You know, he does have quote unquote a little bit of a family going on here with um again the girl and her Gee. and her mother. But yeah, and and again, that but that communication, you know, that was kind of cool. Um Kong actually does have a character. He has a character arc. You know, now the character arc is, hey, don't kill Godzilla because <laughs> there's a another enemy that you need to fight. But um, that moment, that's my weak connection moment, is when uh, she says to Kong, he's not the real enemy. You know, don't fight him. He's not the real enemy. Mm-hmm. And and to me, it, w- it was kind of funny because at that time, you know, and, and still now, you know, there's so many people online, so many people, social media, who, um, you know, they just can't help themselves. And they just can't help but choose to consider everyone else who doesn't agree with them, the enemy, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and they aren't, you know, they aren't the real enemy. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's bad. And, and so in some ways you could look at this as a metaphor, you know, of, Hey, let's come together, you know, and (laughs) sing Kumbaya, but (laughs) or the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But no, you're right. The and that's what's interesting about this is uh, uh, B- Godzilla doesn't quite have as much of a character arc in this. Kong definitely does. He basically goes on a hero's journey
0: in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he yeah.
2: really does. He, he he's plucked out of his home. Although at this point, his uh, Skull Island is basically a mess because that perpetual storm moved in and. Uh, Wrecked the island and the iwis are gone, which is one of the reasons why I think he bonded with Gia, is because Gia's the last of the iwi and he's the last of his kind. So, you know, there's a connection there. And so, and he's basically being used as this guide to get them to the hollow earth. And then when he goes to the hollow earth, he discovers this is where I came from. Yeah. This is heritage. And then he. What does he do? He finds a weapon in the form of the Godzilla spine axe. And he takes the weapon and he realizes this is the weapon of my people. They have, you know, they've killed Godzillas before and they fashioned this weapon with it. And then we have, the, I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't think I texted this to you, but. I, when I saw this, I will confess, Ben, I thought of you because I'm like, we have we have this. I called it King Kong, the barbarian <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> totally. When he, <laughs> sits he sits on the throne, sits on the throne. I love that moment. Like, it's. King Conan! It's King Conan, dang it! I w- so I was picturing in my mind, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, Kong, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, to see the driven before you, and to hear the lamentations, the
3: lamentations of the, of the lizard. The I mean... <laughs> yeah. nice. so,
2: but
0: even then, he's he's sitting there, and he, he just looks weary, you know, and he has yes. that, like... <laughs> I love that moment. Um, uh, The other moment that... Uh, the, this is the one that I laugh really hard out loud about, was when he dislocated his shoulder... Yeah. <laughs> he slams it against the skyscraper to push it back into place it's just like what is going on here now if you watch that moment and you're just like oh come on give me a break then you're not gonna like this movie but if you watch this movie and you're laughing uh, you, you know for me that was just one of those moments where i was so
2: invested in kong and everything that was happening i'm like he just popped his arm back uh, back at the socket. <laughs> Kong is a freaking action hero right now. No. <laughs> I don't care. And then you have that trailer shot where he's like, all right, robot. It's, it's like this Rocky moment, you know? He's just like... <laughs> 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 Punch that robot in his big ugly face. You know? and, he's
0: yeah, just but, gonna, <laughs> but talking about physics, you know, you go into the boat scene, the boat fight scene. Oh, don't get me started on that. That was... Absolutely ridiculous, but so much fun that there were people in the kaiju fandom
2: freaking out for months. Just as soon as that image came out, they're like, there's no aircraft carrier in the world that's big enough to for Godzilla and Kong to stand on. Then people are like, actually, there are there's there's the Nimitz class. There's six of them, but it exists. Also, why can't it just be an aircraft carrier that they just made up? I mean, they had a basically a flying aircraft carrier in the last movie. So, right,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: It's basically it was and this was an asset test kind of then too. If you see the image of Godzilla and King Kong fighting each other on the deck of an aircraft carrier, you're probably going to react one of two ways. If it's (laughs) that could never happen, this movie is not for you. If your reaction, which was my reaction, was holy crap, that looks awesome, this is the movie for you.
0: <laughs> well, and, 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 and when they're trading blows and they're standing on top of the aircraft carrier, the trading blows, and it's just this huge, massive swings of the fist, you know, now later on in the movie, the fight gets a little more fluid and quicker. And, and, and that, um, again, really getting away from physics in that way. Um, but the, just the, the size and, and all that's going on and you're, you're, you're rooting for Kong cause he's the underdog, right? And mm-hmm. he, he he's getting dragged into the water. He's getting dragged out of his element. Um, you know, Godzilla can hold his breath or breathe underwater, whichever one. And he's yeah. basically acting like a crocodile. You know, and and Kong is being dragged oh, down. Up, a gator crawl, too. Gee whiz, yeah. people. <laughs> but Kong's being dragged down and he can't breathe. And he, he has facial expressions. And it really again, I i was feeling empathy you know and i was i was rooting for him i was like come on you know do this you know and um same in the final fight when there's those moments where godzilla just had the upper hand so many times um but then godzilla just or king kong rather just kept you know i could do this all day you know like <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it yeah, just he, it worked he was
2: rocky he was but uh, so yeah so kong gets the new weapon and then what does he do in the end he uses his new weapon to slay the dragon not Godzilla he tries with Godzilla but it's mecha Godzilla
0: you know it, it so,
2: so it's it's the hero's journey that we've all seen you well, know and you he, know, and he comes home he comes home, he comes know, home with I the elixir
0: it. he comes home with new knowledge you know and mm-hmm. and uh, is yeah. able to you know he he has made friends he has um he has a mentor with a little child mm-hmm. um you know i mean it, it really is yeah i mean if if they had sat down with um you know with uh Campbell's hero's journey to do this movie, I wouldn't have been surprised. No,
2: not oh, yeah. at all. Yeah. Now Godzilla's story in this is a continuation of what we've seen in the previous two movies. And it's actually an, an angle that I wasn't surprised they did. It's actually not. I mean, this, this trilogy is all over the monsterverse, particularly the Godzilla entries, but it's like the gamma trilogy from the nineties where Godzilla is this force of nature that is he's benevolent and he brings balance to nature but he is not necessarily going to go out of his way to not kill humans and what ends up happening in this is apex is this cybernetics company and they are using Ghidorah skulls to make a new to make Mecha godzilla because they want humanity to be the apex species again and I, you might think this is where i actually just wrote in uh, an article for a magazine called Rama where I use this terminology. And I think I said this in my episode on the film vault as well. Mechagodzilla is basically the tower of Babel because these guys are like, we're going to make humanity the the top dogs in the world again. And they have to be put in their place because Godzilla is like, you're using Ghidorah. You are tapping into things that you shouldn't be tapping into. And Ghidorah is my enemy. I can't let you do this. So he but he reacts in a very primal reptilian way, which is I'm going to find it. I'm going to destroy it. And I don't care what I need to go through to get to it. Oh, yeah. well, by the way, the big monkey. Uh, yeah, I can't let the monkey be, uh, uh, you know, the alpha, too. So, you know, I got to go assert my dominance. So,
0: yeah. And I and I I like this portrayal of Godzilla where he's force of nature. Um, That's not evil. He's He's not, you know killing because he's evil and he's not um a hero and friend to children so to speak um mm-hmm. of course different franchise but uh i i really appreciate that portrayal of this creature and that's a great you know take a character that you might have some empathy for make him the underdog with kong going up against godzilla and then yeah the godora stuff i i didn't like the look of godora um but i did I mean, appreciate Mechag- i mean uh yeah mechagodzilla rather um but when they were using godora's skull and you know and, and doing the the pacific rim thing with it i i liked the plot twist you know where it, it took over and it it wasn't much of a twist no no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it didn't need to be and did i know what was going to happen yeah I knew as soon as you saw Mechagodzilla, you knew that Godzilla and King Kong were going to team up to defeat it. You know, it's just a question of how.
2: I, I have to tell you, seeing King Kong fight Godzilla in this, that was one of those moments that delighted my little kaiju loving heart. And because I'm like, this is the stuff of insane fan fiction and it's real. Yeah, <laughs> I am actually watching it right now and that's the thing that's interesting about this we were told for months that there would be a definitive winner in this and that's why it was part of the marketing so they they were starting hashtags legendary and Warner Brothers you know hashtag team Godzilla hashtag team Kong getting people to talk about who they would want to win and and stuff like that and kind of you know it, it was supposed to be this fun little you know like Not polarization, but forming teams around these characters. And what's interesting is that you you more or less get a four-round fight in this. The round one goes to Godzilla because he had the advantage underwater. I would say round two and even (laughs) Dr. Nathan Lind. It's not often I have name affinity with anyone in fiction, let alone a kaiju movie. (laughs) And uh, he calls it out. Well, I think round two goes to Kong because that's when it's in Hong Kong and Kong smashes the axe on Godzilla's head and knocks him into the building and they're both down for the count for a few minutes. And then you have round three and Godzilla wins round three. Pretty handily. Because Kong's gotten the snot kicked out of him and then he just but you could tell at that point kong uh, godzilla is just angry he is just raging because he's like you know what i fought a three-headed golden dragon from space and you're giving me more trouble you big monkey and <laughs> so he just goes feral on him and i think it's just he's just angry at that point and then he pins kong to the ground and he just screams at him you know and then we have that trailer shot with them screaming at each other and it's like Godzilla's just saying, just stay down. And Kong says, <laughs> I won't. And, and so Godzilla's like, okay, you know what? I've got better things to do. I have a robot to go kill. So fine. And he just leaves. Now God Kong nearly dies at that point and has to get defibulated with the with the spaceship, basically. <laughs> you yeah. uh, know, and then Godzilla tries to fight Mechagodzilla. He's getting the snot kicked out of him by Mechagodzilla. And then Kong shows up, gives him an assist, and it ends up being Kong who kills Mechagodzilla with an assist from Godzilla. Well, let's be honest. And then, you know, it ends with the Mortal Kombat fatality, because apparently the Monsterverse creators love Mortal Kombat. Every one of these movies ends <laughs> like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so Kong taps into his inner Sub-Zero, rips off Godzilla's head with the spine dangling down.
0: <laughs> well, but he already yeah. done that with the one creature in, in the oh, center yeah, he, of the He ripped off his head and ate it. Well, and that <laughs> was that was one thing where someone in the theater did actually respond to. A little, I heard a little voice. I don't know how old this kid was, but it was a very young sounding voice where he finishes that and he's drinking the the blood from the skull. You know, and this was, he's eating him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will admit that was a missed yes. opportunity for a joke because they set up that uh, when they deal with the gravitational stuff and Dr. Lynn tells a uh, villain lady. I can't remember her name now. Uh, <laughs> Miss Miss Simmons says that because she's the uh, she's A- the Apex CEO's daughter. And uh, he says, oh, you might want the barth bag, you know, for when they d- you go through the gravitational well. She doesn't use it. And then she says, well, that's gross. When Kong kills the war bat, that's what it, or Nozuki. It has two different names. And uh, she doesn't use the barth bag there. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: A perfect, you perfect, perfect up, place
2: so, and then you missed the punchline speaking uh,
0: of the gravitational well that's the wormhole that's yeah. the wormhole that evan was was complaining about because
2: yeah uh, it's just, where it went uh, 2001 a space odyssey yeah for yeah things.
0: and 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 that's where his brother apparently had made there's again there's plot holes here there's plot holes you could fly a tron vehicle through <sighs> but <laughs> You know, this is his brother gotten had gotten killed, had gotten his way that far. Uh, but they have the vehicles now and those vehicles can get you through it because they have enough power yeah. to power a city or whatever and um, and defibrillate Kong. But um, they go <laughs> through exploding. that that gravity situation, whatever it is that's going on there. That's what that wormhole was. Yeah. And so it's, it's the, it, you know, there's there's that kind of stuff in this movie where. Yeah, if you're paying attention, you're you're they at least hang the hang the gun on the wall, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you.
2: When we got uh, when I got to that part of the movie, and I started to realize this is going full tilt, Jules Verne, Edgar Rice Burroughs (laughs) on this movie. I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with this because this sort of Pulp fiction tradition has always been part of Kong. This is the wildest movie Kong's ever been in, but that sort of pulp magazine tradition oh, yeah. has yeah. always been a part of King Kong. And so the fact that it was going Jules Vernean on us with this, I'm like, you know what? I'm going along with it. I'm going to go along with it. And does it explain, uh, does this is movie explain everything. No, but I, really wasn't finding myself demanding to know everything because I think it would have derailed the movie at that point. If you have to stop and do this exposition dump about why all of this stuff exists. I was have, I was just, I was just so in the wonder of it that I didn't, I didn't necessarily want it explained at that point. I just wanted the wonder of it. And, You know, it could, if you want to explain it later, you can go ahead and explain it later. But I actually was kind of having fun with some of my friends afterwards. It's so like, what did all of that mean? And we were just coming up yeah, with our own yeah. ideas about what it actually was going on.
0: The civilization yeah. of Kongs, whatever it was. And, and there's been, you know, certain things where they've, they they've done that before, where they've kind of suggested that there was this kind of civilization of gorillas that were, you know, giant and and maybe not as, as dumb as a typical gorilla. Um but um that that's some really neat hints at you know what went on you know and and what what the, what happened in this world and there's some really neat stuff there yeah um but
2: uh, what i was saying is that godzilla would have died if not for kong's intervention and then you want to talk about weak connections ben you get to that final scene when godzilla gets back up after mecha godzilla's dead and you and Kong's like, oh great, do we have to do this again? And he's picking <laughs> picks up the axe, like you want to do this? And Godzilla's like, oh, he's you know trying to intimidate him. And then Kong's like, you know what? And he just drops the axe.
0: <laughs> he just, yeah,
2: I know it's like it's Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. I will not fight you. <laughs> he's not. He's like, we don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. I have nothing to prove to you. I'm done. And Godzilla's like, you know what? I respect you monkey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll go now. You know, we're not because friends, but we're not enemies.
2: Yeah. It was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. And then you get the impression at the end of the movie that the way that they've probably, you know, they've, the way they've come to an understanding is Kong rules the The hollow earth Godzilla takes care of the surface and they, if they leave each
3: other alone, everything is cool.
0: And if humanity <laughs> doesn't do anything stupid, then Godzilla's yeah. going to leave
3: them alone. Yes. Yeah. So, let's not do anything stupid humanity. Yeah, yeah. But now— yeah, And my, I, my my big my big problem is the, you know, all the cool stuff, but there's just no logical precedent for them. You know, it's it's like the the tube that goes to to Hong Kong. It's like someone would have figured that out. I mean, you can't just dig a hole. They didn't dig the hole. hole
0: though. They were that, using that, the that, existing that, tunnels. That
3: or building it, but I mean, constructing the entire thing and, and all that's, I mean, there's someone, you know, somewhere it it, logically, you know, so many of those things happen in the, in the film that, that for me personally, that, that was just sort of like, those are really cool. I can't believe that they were invisible up to It's like the, the Harry Potter movies and the books to me, it's, it's like, where were the house elves until they needed to be there? You know, and where was this until it needed to be there and it's it's if you logically look at the things as if those things already did exist, and there's just no precedent for them it, it
1: there,
3: there just there just seems to be this this wonderful awful lack of something there, this weight that you can't that you don't know is there until it it arrives, and then it's just for that purpose, and then it plays out and and it was there all the time, but you didn't know. And if you knew, it would have affected you a different way, and we're telling the story this way, and you just sort of seem railroaded a little bit.
2: So Okay. This is not Pacific Rim Uprising, where they pulled that number, and that <laughs> kind of retroactively ruins the first movie for me, so I reject. Oh, yes.
3: Some, will, some films are worse. Actually. So some, some films are worse. Some films do it worse. Yeah. But this is yeah, well, so, I'm I'm
2: going to be honest with you. Stuff like that happens all the time. You read enough comic books. That's that happens. I oh, mean, yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm I'm totally OK with it. I mean, I feel like there is a logical progression from Skull Island in the 70s where they start realizing, oh, there's crazy stuff going on, but we're going to keep it a secret. And we can because of the storm, perpetual storm. To Godzilla where, okay, suddenly now we have on, you know, the world's stage, we have giant monsters. Okay, so that means Government money is going to be spent on defense and we're going to have to take care of this. And there's going to be shadow organizations using black budgets that are invisible, you know, and and that kind of thing. And then you have King of the Monsters. And what do you have? You have weapons and and – you know machinery that's being used that does not exist in our world right now. That does not match our technology right now, but why? Because they had to, because they're getting ready to fight monsters like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And, Adap- and I feel got- like it's Adap- a natural progression. And then you have yeah. the hollow earth stuff with all of the, the tunnels and stuff that they kind of already knew about that, you know, looks like it's a crackpot theory and, and in the real world is a crackpot theory, but, um, <laughs> but it looks like a crackpot theory and but no there's actually governmental budgets giving money to organizations to use this stuff to find out how how can we stop these giant monsters you know apex is funded by i'm sure that a lot of that money came from you know this rich family or whatever and who are you know have this this giant mega business but that money also came from governments, and I, yeah. you, you know, how did no one know about this? People did know about it. The right people in government knew about it, and then the podcaster knew about it.
2: Oh yes, can we talk about this? Well, we I have. To. We haven't talked about any of the people few yet. Years really. ago, a few years ago, it would this wouldn't have hit me like it does now because I am a podcaster. But when <laughs> it, within the first few minutes, and one of the main characters is a podcaster, I'm like, I love you already. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, representation in films for podcasters. Uh, he's he's
0: goofy. He and again, Team Godzilla. You know, Godzilla's entourage. I I just didn't care about as much because it was a lot more just goofy. And they're unraveling.
2: Uh, they're they're basically there so that we can they can unravel the Mecha Godzilla thing. You know what's going on. Why is Godzilla doing what he's doing? Yeah, because that's what ends up happening. You kind of have three camps of characters. You have Team Godzilla, and they're trying to figure out why is Godzilla going ballistic when he hasn't before. And one of them is the conspiracy theorist who has a podcast, and he's been infiltrating Apex all these years. And uh, Madison Russell from the previous movie thinks he's onto something and is the only person who will believe her when she says Godzilla is not the bad guy here. And, uh, and then she has her high school friend named Josh, who's the comic relief slash voice of reason. Cause he keeps saying what you people are all crazy. Why are we doing this? You know? And so that's their thing. Team Kong is uh, Dr. Nathan Lind Gia the little girl and Eileen Andrews who's been observing Kong for years and she's Gia's adopted mother and they're doing all the stuff that we've already been talking about because they get hired by Apex to go to the Hollow Earth to find a power source that they end up using for Mechagodzilla because it won't work otherwise and then you kind of have Team Apex which I think is where the movie falters. Now, I like Walter Simmons because I forget the actor's name, but he is doing his absolute best Ricardo Montalban impersonation. <laughs> and one of my favorite lines is actually spoken by him, which is, I love crazy ideas. They make me rich. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then and this is the character. because I, I, Walter Simmons is fine. I'm fine with that with him for the most part. Ren Sarazawa is where I think this movie really, really fumbles. Yeah. Because we were led to believe in the lead up to the movie that he was going to be pretty important. And when his name is Sarazawa, right? You're a Godzilla fan that carries yeah. a lot of baggage, that carries a lot of weight. And even if you've only been watching the Monsterverse movies, that carries weight because of Ken Watanabe as Dr. Ashiro Sarazawa in the last two movies. And what they don't tell you, but you can find out everywhere else, is that he is Dr. Sarazawa's son. So the fact that he's working with Apex and building Mechagodzilla is kind of a big deal, but they do absolutely nothing with the character. That Gren Sarazawa could have been anybody, and it wouldn't have changed a thing. They wasted yeah. the fact that he's that he is Dr. Sarazawa's son. That is my biggest beef with this movie. It was my biggest beef with the movie from the first time that I saw it, and it's just so much wasted potential there. And it could have, it could have just been a few things. You know, the scene where he's watching Godzilla tear apart Apex and he's giving him this knowing look. Just have him say something, which because I think that's in the novelization. So he says like, you know, like. Oh yes, come brother or something like that because he has some, this weird relationship. just a few lines here and there about how he's angry at Godzilla because his dad spent all of his time obsessing over this giant lizard and not paying attention to him and then his dad died saving this lizard and and all of that And you could have done so I heard another podcast uh, where they were saying like you, you and then at the end you could have done something like, hey, you know, my dad, thought that we should just let these Titans take care of things with nature. Well, you know what? I make my own fate. That's why I made the robot, you know, hmm. something like that. It could have just been a few lines here and there just to give him something. Yeah. But they didn't. And just that bothers me. That really bothers me.
0: Well, and, and along with that, you have, um, and I, I couldn't tell you their names, but there was a handful of people that were recognizable character actors and they're in this movie and they're they're in it for like 10 seconds yeah you know and and so you know there had to be something more going on with these characters because you know i'm watching i'm like i I recognize that guy and you never see him again outside of that one scene Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and yeah
2: the the chinese actress from king of the monsters Zhang Zhang. Zi Zi yeah. yeah. She was supposed to be in it as the same character, and her stuff got cut.
0: Yeah, it, it's just—I mean, they what are they, they going to do? You know, it's 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 got to come in under two hours, you know, because <laughs> that way the theaters can show it, you know, three times, and theaters are at limited seating anyway. Um,
2: yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that went into that. You know, I. It's a little so I will admit those, those are the points where it's a little bit frustrating.
0: <sighs> this is not high art, you know, it's it's no, no, but it is very it, artful, but yes. uh, it's not perfect. The plotting leaves a lot to be desired, but yeah,
3: but it's giant monsters hitting each other.
0: And it what? does that it, well.
3: It does. And, yeah. the, here's the thing. I and mean, this is. Uh,
2: I uh, I watch. I've subscribed to a YouTube channel called Accented Cinema, and he did a video on this. It's a I believe it's a guy who's uh, he, either he's a Chinese American or he's an English speaking Chinese guy in Hong Kong or something. I'm not quite sure where he is, but he speaks decent English and he talks a lot about films. Uh, from that perspective, a lot of his Chinese films, and he did an episode on this, and it was you kind of had to. It was weird at first. You had to kind of go with it. So it, the analogy would make sense. But he compared this movie to, of all things, The Undertaker from WWE. <laughs> and here's what he said. This is what because at first I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? And then he explains it. We all know professional wrestling is just a performance art. It's all staged. It's fake. The athleticism and the things that they're doing, that's all real. And the people I should get hurt doing it but we all know that it's staged and we know the undertaker is not some dude with supernatural powers who comes back from the dead and all that, all that weird stuff. Uh-huh. But that guy, his name is a uh, uh, David, uh, no, not David, um, a Mark Calloway, who, by the way, I recently found out is a believer. He, he actually awesome. converted in the last couple of years, it's kind of wonderful. Look Very up cool. his testimony sometime on YouTube. It's really interesting. And, but his presence, when he walks into that arena, he has the presence that tells you, I am the undertaker. I am a supernatural, you know, uh, I I am the supernatural pro wrestler. I do all the things that they say I can do because he has that presence. And he said, that's what Godzilla versus Kong is. It walks into the room and it says, guess what? I'm ridiculous. And I'm (laughs) not apologizing for it. I am just ridiculous and you're going to go along with it. (laughs) Yeah. And it sells it and you go along with it. There's not really any like self referential humor to kind of break. None of that. You know, like we can't have, you know, it's like if the MCU is a bit guilty of this, they'll have this really heroic moment, but they don't want, they don't want the cheese to set in too much. So then they put in a dumb little joke that kind of acknowledges that this is silly. (laughs) <laughs> right you know like Doctor Strange you know, he gets the he puts the costume together for the first time and he looks in the mirror and he's like yes I am the Sorcerer Supreme and then the the cape like smacks him in the face or something
3: All right you know,
2: kind of you know it kind of derails the moment a little bit it's like come on don't do that just embrace it but there are some of these movies are afraid to embrace that because they think people are going to laugh at it and
0: think it's stupid
3: All right. when
0: really if you just embrace it people are going to go along with it
3: Mm-hmm. That's some, the people,
0: thing. some people, some people, and, and if this is not your kind of thing, you're not going to go along with it. You know, if you don't like the spectacle and the drama of professional wrestling, then yeah, you're not going to want to spend $50 and, and go sit in an arena and, and watch, watch these people who are as fake as it is. It's also, these are real athletes who are doing very athletic things, you know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, is it fake? Yeah, because they're not going to let actual skill determine the storyline. You know, that's, that's oh. not, that's not going to work for this billion dollar brand or whatever, you know, that's, you leave that for, you know, the, the football teams that go lead up to the Super Bowl. you MMA. know? Yeah. And yeah. And so different people like different things, you know, obviously Evan clearly did not like this movie at all. Yeah. Um,
2: Well, and that's the thing, one of the magic it's talked about mostly with film, but it applies really to any form of storytelling. And that is if the thinking is, if you can, if you can make a story that is compelling enough that people will overlook, not purposefully, but they will overlook or even just forgive the, you know, the, the, you know, the potential plot holes, the plot inconsistencies, and just go along with what's happening case in point back to the future, back to the future has holes in its time travel rules, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is, the story is so good and the acting and everything else is so good. You overlook it and you go with what the movie is giving you. If you stop and think about it a little bit, you start being like, wait a second, how does this work? <laughs> how can't <laughs> this work? But like I said, but it sells the whole concept to you so well that you go with it. The problem that you run into is with stories that don't do everything that don't do the storytelling well enough that you can overlook those things. And even with some, it some movies, some stories, it's not going to work for everybody. There are probably are people out there that I'm sure they exist who can't sit through Back to the Future because they can't buy, you know, the time travel and all that because it falls apart for
3: them. All right.
2: You know, uh, you know there are people who are going to look at a giant monster movie. So like, there's no way a 300 foot dinosaur could exist. Uh-huh. It would fall apart. You know, it wouldn't be able to circulate blood to its brain nearly fast.
3: All have these to be eating everything all the time. Yeah, basically, <laughs>
2: their their mind can't wrap wrap itself around it, or it could be kind of a, a an escalation thing. You know, it, the end of Jaws. The end of Jaws is a little bit preposterous, but Steven <laughs> Spielberg's thinking was, you know what? If I care, if I get people all the way to the end of the movie, they're gonna go. Uh, they're gonna go along with anything I throw at them. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, <laughs> you
0: yeah. Know? Speaking of Jaws, this movie referenced Jaws with that boat. They got caught on his yes. fins. Like, yes, they did. Nice. It, w- it, worked. Oh, and they, and it then worked. They
2: reference Die Hard when uh, Godzilla blasts the ray up and destroys the aircraft carrier and Kong jumps off.
0: <laughs> but no, With the explosion. Yeah.
2: yeah. but that's my point. You know, it, the magic of storytelling, the magic of filmmaking is doing things that are uh, doing things so well that you overlook those things or you forgive them. You just don't care. And some people, that's why it's called suspension of disbelief. And some people have a higher or lower threshold depending on who they are. Well,
0: and, and the I I, I, and I appreciate the, the added word to that suspension of disbelief where it's willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Like uh. you have chosen to suspend your disbelief. And in this one, yeah, as I'm watching, I'm like, well, this, again, plot holes. Do I care? Or not. You have to. You make the choice. And in this one, I chose. Yeah, I, I don't care. You know, because yeah, I'm like, I, I, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying the the battles, and I'm enjoying the spectacle and the visuals. I'm enjoying the the little girl doing sign language with a giant ape. Like, you know, it, there was some neat moments with that. And if it's like yeah. a uh, you called them gimmies, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of gimmies gimme. in this movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was totally
0: willing to give.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and if you are, then this is, you know, it's one of those movies where you'll enjoy it. The less you think about the, you know, the, the provenance of <laughs> that tube that goes through, you know, the earth and all that other nonsense. Because it really is, when it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's just all... You know, this is what we need to move the plot to this point. Do you really want to see us, you know, put another half an hour into the film about the construction of the tube? Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, it's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing.
2: I think, honestly, the original King Kong is very similar to this in that way. I have read essays. I'm not kidding you, dude. I read an entire book of essays where there were people who were writing in there who were basically saying, the ecology of Skull Island makes no sense. And I'm just like, it doesn't have to (laughs) (laughs) the original king kong is mythic it's not realistic yeah the whole idea is that it's this escapist adventure where you go to an exotic island and it's populated by dinosaurs and and a giant gorilla it doesn't have to make ecological sense yeah yeah. the point is that it's fantastical it's a fantasy world it just yeah. has to
0: make sense within itself <laughs> now the the point where this movie did go almost a step too far was to leave the hollow earth they had to get out of there quickly and they had to give Kong a reason to leave and when you had Godzilla just burrowing a hole with his breath <laughs> all the way down there so they could just go straight up to where <laughs> uh, eh
2: Okay. And that's definitely, that's definitely mm. going on my top five most preposterous things Godzilla has ever done list. <laughs> but it's not gonna be at near the top of that list because flying dropkick and atomic ray rocket. Um because he used the thing to fly once because yeah, so you know, yeah. But yeah, that was a tiny bit preposterous because apparently Godzilla has the biggest lungs ever it you know you have like time lord lungs because they're way bigger than they look on the outside but think of the
0: plot convoluted plot stuff that they would have to do to get kong out of there and to get him to the right place and everything like that again this a lot of this harkens back to just the old school godzilla movies where i mean godzilla could just cross the globe in moments and and be where he needs to be and yeah it it just it it worked it worked and how did this work for me well it got guys it got king kong up to hong kong and boom let's get into the fight and so they (laughs) did and so i was oh okay i'll just forget about it for now because i'm just gonna go along with you i want to go along for the ride you're taking me on I'm okay with it. So yeah,
2: we, we need to get to lizard monkey, punchy, punchy. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we don't need an extra half an hour of convoluted plot to together. That's the thing. So it's like, do you want an extra 30 minutes of convoluted plot to get him there? Or do you want the preposterous, but simple way to get him there?
3: Mm-hmm. And the movie already yeah, was in that direction anyway, you know, it, and that's, that's going to be the five hour cut is them, you know, Doing all that nonsensical stuff that we don't really need to see well and and
0: I'd be willing to say that the five hour cut might have done that in a different way um, and and took you know, took the twenty minutes to get Kong there, but then they were like, "Hey, let's just do this. This will take three minutes, and yep. this will work or in screenplay form, maybe that's maybe it's more more likely to happen there, or you know, storyboard animatronics, but they realized. We need to get Kong there in two minutes because if we don't do that, people are going to lose interest and let's do this. And so I I, I do think that there were probably compromises in vision. Producers saying one thing, the director wanting to do another. Um, and ultimately, I think in some of these decisions, the producers won.
2: There's evidence for that for sure.
3: And if you if you look at the, the movie as it is, it, it works. You know, there's, there's nothing where it's so glaring that it's, it's completely, it's like someone's, they had to teleport somewhere. I mean, they didn't just pull in, you know, technology like that. They set something up, they used it and that's how that worked. And, you know, at at least there's that.
2: Yeah. There wasn't, it, it doesn't jump the shark. Like Evan says I don't think completely. now there would have, there could have been ways that they could have jumped the shark compared to what they've already established. Cause we're already, we already know that we're in a bit of a fantastical universe with this. And you know, it, yeah. Saying like, Oh look, magic teleporter. Okay. I think <laughs> officially, yeah, you, yeah. That's a bridge too far at that point, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But people would say burrowing all the way down to the center of the earth. is a bridge too far. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, there was really no good way to get around that unless you just wanted to take the extra time.
3: Yeah. And it would have made a worse movie.
0: Speaking of time, I think we are coming close to the running time of Godzilla versus Kong. We and are. So I think we need to go ahead and do our final words and part of your final words. Uh, Nathan can be also, where can we find your podcast and and find you online? Yes. Uh, as I mentioned
2: at the beginning, I am Nathan Marchand, the host and curator of the Monster Island Film Vault, and I told you the tagline already. That is a podcast that takes a academic approach to movies, just like this. I, as I mentioned, I've done an episode on this film; it's actually my newest one. Uh, it, uh, there's also a shorter, little gag episode that I made that's full of fake spoilers because I'm really <laughs> first. And uh, so that one was pretty funny. You get to hear me actually play another character, which is something that I should mention. Although if you've heard my previous appearance on the show, you already been a little familiar with this. My podcast is, an, uh, is a film discussion and analysis show, film appreciation, but it's also <laughs> a little bit of, a, of an audio drama at the same time because I started this little gimmick where my show takes place on Monster Island and it has gone from just being a silly little gimmick for reference jokes to an ongoing storyline. It's kind of funny how that works out because my creative writer brain and my analytical brains have to work together on this. <laughs> <laughs> ben actually contributed a little bit to that. So, uh, you yeah, know, we had a good time with that. Awesome. So, so there's that. And, uh, currently I am doing the year of Gamera. So you'll get to hear about all 12 Gamera movies, uh, for the, the rest of 2021. I just in a, my next episode, as of this recording, will be Gamma versus Viras, and uh, actually, Ben, in a few months, you will be joining me for another episode. You will be coming on for Gamma versus Jiger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for this? <laughs> I have not
0: rewatched it. No. Uh, kind of. I, I do. I oh shoot, because we just moved, but I think I know where the DVDs are. Where those DVDs are. Oh. <laughs> I have a little bit of time to worry about that.
2: Yeah, we'll figure something out. But the, I'm also, like I said, I am a creative writer. And you can check out, uh, well, let me give the podcast stuff first. So the podcast website is com. You can follow it on Twitter at the isla one And then there are several associated accounts, not all of which are run by me, I might add, because... My fans love creating characters to appear on the show, usually on Twitter. It's kind of amazing. I love my fans. <laughs> so uh, I'll just give the uh, I'll just give the links and the characters really quick. So there's my intrepid producer Jimmy from NASA, who's an actual Toho movie character. And the, his Twitter handle is at NASA Jimmy. And then there is uh, Raymond Martin. And if you are as deep into the Godzilla fandom as I am, that name is brilliant. <laughs> and you can follow him at MIFV underscore legal team. And then there is Crystal Lady Jessica. And she's another character on the show. Basically, she is my, uh, my character's matrical girl clone I know that sounds ridiculous, but there's a reason that it <laughs> happened. Go back and listen. You can I blame Bex from Redeemed Otaku for it. <laughs> uh, you can follow her Twitter account at Crystal Lady Jess One, and then like I mentioned, the website the the podcast also has a page on Facebook and is also on Instagram. Uh, I'm a creative writer. My author website is NathanJSMarchand.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Marchand 7. And then I have a professional Facebook page called The Worlds of Nathan Marchand. And as far as I know, that's everything. Oh, and I just published a new book a few months ago. You would probably love it. Actually, both of you would probably love it. Uh, it's a sword and sorcery, Conan the Barbarian sort of story that I wrote with my friends Nick Hayden and Aaron Brosman. And it's called Zorzum and the God Who Devours. And I have the guts to say Zorzum is a barbarian cooler than Conan. <laughs>
0: Does he wear sunglasses?
2: No, but he should.
0: <laughs> if he's this wearing sunglasses and a leather jacket, then absolutely cooler for
3: sure. Yes. Yeah. Is this the first of a series, or?
2: Uh, it could be. We're uh, we're actually toying with the idea of doing at least one sequel. We uh, we were starting to come up with ideas for a sequel. Basically, this book is Tarzan meets Conan meets Samson.
3: Very cool. All right.
0: All right. Uh, Steve, my, final words. Yeah,
3: my final words are, are much less than those. <laughs> oh, I'm no, just gonna no, say, no, in the, no, dude. <laughs> in, in in the immortal words of of Coco the gorilla, when he was describing an earthquake that he felt, he said, "Darn floor, big bite."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and why not? That's you my know. Final
3: words. That's... I would, I would, I would, I would describe it a little bit more, or try to, you know, flesh it out, but that's all. That's that's my final words. <laughs>
0: you know what? That's all we need. And my final words are: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending time with us. And uh, yeah, what else can I say? But uh, Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery. Evan
3: David Steve McDonald and Dr. Jason Neal Our music was composed and
1: mixed by Tim Leffel
0: We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more
1: You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com Or you can join our social media conversations
3: by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens
1: or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 And once again, thanks for listening.
0: You know, the door closes just as a big monster fart- uh, fight is about to start.